You're listening to the Optimize Investors Real Estate Investing Podcast, simplifying the way that you invest in real estate opportunities. We help investors new or experienced with real tips and strategies to help you close more deals in your real estate investing journey. Without all the salesy hype, without all the gimmicks and guru courses, you've come to the right place to learn. Welcome all the newbies, all our seasoned guests who continue to support and tune in each week and grow. So grab a seat, tune in, and let's join on this journey together. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to Optimized Investors Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Barnes Jr. And today we're gonna be talking about opportunities in real estate, the mistakes that we make as new people, and how to be successful. What we're gonna do today's episode is encapsulate many different topics so that you get a better understanding and a well-rounded view of why you're involved in real estate investing from the beginning. So first off, let's talk about the opportunities available in real estate. There are so many different ways that you can make money in real estate that it can be mind boggling. Sometimes you don't even know where to begin, where to start, what niche fits you. And that's okay. You know, there's different things that work for different people. You have to find out your personality, what excites you and what gets your juices flowing. So let's talk about that. What are the opportunities that are available in real estate? I hear this all the time that there's no deals, there's nothing out there. It's so hard to get started. Well, let's debunk that for a moment, okay? So let's look at the different opportunities that are available in real estate, the different niches that you could get involved in. First off, there's commercial real estate. You know, apartment buildings, plazas, malls, these are big opportunities, big money deals, and they have a long-term payout. As long as you're okay with that, as long as you understand that that's what it's going to be, you can get started in that pretty quickly. There's many programs out there. There's many opportunities available in commercial real estate. So there's an opportunity for people who want to get started in doing some of the bigger type projects, who are looking to build a cash flow pretty quickly, who are looking to do many doors as opposed to just one door. So commercial real estate is a good way to get started. The next one is rehab. You know, you've seen the TV shows, you've heard all the gurus talking about fixing and flipping, rehabbing. Rehabbing is big money. Yes, there's big money to be had if you can find something that's undervalued that could use some work and that you do that work and then you turn it into a palace and it becomes a gold mine because of the profit potential. So yes, rehabbing is big money, but it's also not easy because you have to know the pitfalls. You have to know the things that you're gonna be getting involved in. So rehabbing is another way to get started. Many people love that because they can get their hands dirty and turn something drab into something fantastic. Next, rentals, becoming a landlord. Now, that excites some people and other people, it has them screaming for the hills. Why? Because you're having to deal with other people 
and not everybody's gonna take care of your property the way that you would take care of your property. But you know the way to get around that? Is you hire a management company. That's right, you pay someone to manage the real estate for you. Oftentimes, when people get involved in rentals, they become the landlord, they become the property manager, they become the, the repair person, and it's too much for them. So you hire a company. Yes, it's gonna cost you some of your profits, but if you buy right from the beginning, you can maximize those profits and include those costs as an expense that helps you in the long term bring more value to the table than you could do by yourself because property management companies can screen your applicants, they can make sure that they're credit worthy, they can make sure all the repairs are taken care of, so they bring many benefits to the table. The next type of deals are seller financing deals. Now, these are long-term payouts, but it's a good way to get rental properties pretty quickly, build a portfolio, build yourself a nest egg, because you can get these properties where sellers have a lot of equity, they're willing to carry the note where you don't have to deal with a bank, and they're willing to finance the deal themselves. And if you're smart, you might be, get, be able to get some of these deals for zero financing costs, which means you're just paying the mortgage to the seller. Every month you're making payments. And the beauty of that is once you get a renter in, that's who's taking care of the payments. So all the money that comes in from that rental can be applied toward the mortgage payment. How quickly can you pay down properties and build yourself a portfolio that you can at some point refinance by tapping into that equity and getting money to do more and more deals. The next type of opportunity we're gonna talk about is the subject two. Now we did a podcast on this a while back, subject two properties where again, you're not dealing with the bank, the seller is leaving the loan in his own name and allowing you to take over the payments and make those payments for them. This is something that's making a comeback. Now, the reason it's so popular nowadays is because there's a lot of people with a lot of equity in their properties. Whereas before, there was very little equity and banks truly did not want other people taking over mortgages. But now you have a big opportunity that's coming up that you can take advantage of. So this is making a comeback, especially with people who have a lot of equity in their properties. So subject to financing, again, taking something over from somebody who's in trouble, you can help them out. These are things that can be done to create more and more opportunities. Now, the next opportunity we're gonna talk about is short sales. Now, this is kind of a, a hard topic to really put into a nutshell, but it's where a seller actually sells the property at a loss. Now. What I would suggest on this is, look, you get involved with a real estate agent that really knows how these work and what's going on, or you get with a mentor that's done this time and time again, because this can be a rather you know difficult way to purchase properties, but it can be done. And a lot of these are actually subsidized by the government. And you know this happened a lot in 2008 when the real estate market crashed. Uh, people really we're trying to just get out from under their, their problems and we're willing to take losses on their property. Nowadays, people have a lot of equity. So uh, you're not gonna see as many short sales, but they are out there. Again, it's an opportunity. Vacant houses. Now, now we're talking about something that's 
owned by private people, something that's owned by banks where someone can't afford their mortgage and they just get up and walk away from the house or they've moved to a different location and that house has just sat vacant because they didn't want to be a landlord. They didn't want to have the headaches and they've just left the property to ruin. And not necessarily to ruin, they've just left the property and it's vacant. And if you can find these properties that are privately owned or owned by banks, this creates a huge market opportunity for you. But you have to do a little legwork because although these are gold mines and there's a huge profit potential, there is work that needs to be done to find these properties. And then the last thing we're gonna talk about, which is not the last opportunity, but just the last one that we're gonna talk about on this podcast, is REOs, real estate owned properties, which are properties owned by banks. This can be an opportunity to make quick, fast profits. Why? Banks are not real estate companies. They don't want to be, never have wanted it in their arsenal. However, because of real estate things that have happened in the past, they've had to become agents of trade and change. So be aware. This is a quick way to make some fast profits. Banks want these properties off their books as quickly as possible. So now we've discussed the different opportunities that are available. And again, this is only part of the opportunities that are out there. There are many, many more. The next thing I wanna discuss is what are some of the mistakes that we make in real estate? And you know, I say this when I say we because not only do newbies make these mistakes, but experienced investors still make these mistakes. And you have to learn to train yourself and teach yourself how to stay fast in the things that you do because change is inevitable. You have to be flexible. You have to see the things that are going on in the marketplace to understand how to take advantage of the things that are going on. So let's talk about mistakes that are made in real estate investing. The first is originating mortgages in your own name. So you want to buy a house, you go to the bank. My name is John Smith. Uh, I have X amount of credit. I have X amount of money in the bank. Here are my credentials. Boo. Let's not do that, people. That's the amateur's way. We are real estate investors. So therefore, this is a business which means you should not be buying properties in your own name. You need to form an LLC, or you need to form a corporation, or you need to have a partnership, you know, whatever business entity you develop and want to use is the entity that needs to be buying those properties. This is a business, so treat it as such. The next mistake that people make is locking your own money up in a deal. Oh my goodness, you've heard the term OPM, other people's money. Now I know all the gurus preach this, everybody tells you about this, but they really don't show you how to do it. But remember, the whole goal of being a real estate investor is maximizing your assets, which means maximizing the money you have on hand, maximizing the properties that you buy, maximizing your time, energy, and effort. So don't lock your own money up in a deal when it's not necessary. 
have investors that you can call on, have money resources that you can tap into, whether it be hard money, accredited lenders, or private money, whatever it is, just have that money available or have those resources that you can tap into so that you can take advantage of any opportunity that comes your way. Don't get your own money tied up in a deal because once you start tying up your own money and you maximize your own cash to the point where you can't get any more loans, you can't talk to any more people, that slows you down and you start to miss out on opportunities. The next thing is lead generation. Yes, in real estate, even though you are an investor, you have to generate leads. You have to generate opportunities. You have to generate sales, which means you are out there talking to people and marketing yourself and your services. People have to know what you do. The worst thing that can happen to you as an investor is you find out that a house that you could have got for pennies on the dollar, you've missed out on because nobody knew that you invested in real estate. So not enough leads. Make sure that you have a good supply or a good way of attracting people to you, whether it be through signs, advertisements, commercials, whatever it takes to get that information out there that you purchase properties. The next thing is badly pre-screening the leads you get. Look, yes, doing a deal can get your juices flowing, can get you so excited that you know you can't sleep at night because you're so excited. However, screen your leads. You want motivated people who are looking to do things and do deals. That's what gets you ahead in this game. Not everything is a deal. Not everybody has a great deal and that's okay. We have those situations that happen. Just be aware of them. The next thing, what is your exit strategy? How are you getting your money out of the deal? If you don't know how you're getting your money out of the deal before you go into a deal, stop because that's going to hurt you. Money is made when you buy real estate. More money is made when you exit it, yes, if you've done it correctly. So what is your exit strategy? Are you buying and holding for a few years? Are you doing a quick fix and flip? Is it a long-term payout because you've got so many doors you're building a cash flow? What is your exit strategy? Understand that before you go into the deal. The next mistake that people make, and it kind of goes back to locking your own money up in a deal, is funding deals when you don't need to. You know, oftentimes, you know, you'll go to the bank and finance a deal instead of using your skills as a negotiator to get better terms from a seller who's in a tight situation. If you know the parameters of the deal, the person's behind on their mortgage, uh, the property they got through an inheritance, the property's been vacant for years, the property's in foreclosure, there's many situations that can come up to where you can negotiate better terms on a deal than going to the bank and getting a bank loan. So why go out and fund a deal when if you know how to negotiate, know how to talk to people, take the time to do the due diligence necessary on a deal that you might find you might get better terms and better conditions on picking up a piece of real estate as opposed to walking into a bank and getting that deal funded, whether it be through private money or even through the bank. The next thing we have to worry about 
is trying to do everything by yourself. People, making money in real estate is about rinsing and repeating. You heard me, rinsing and repeating. That's how you scale. And that becomes important because as you scale, which means you multiply your profits, you multiply your efforts. Do not think and feel that you have to do everything by yourself because you don't. You don't have to know everything. I've been doing real estate for over 20 years and I'm still learning, I'm still building, I'm still making connections with people, I'm still gathering information, building my arsenal and growing. That's what we do. So you do not have to know everything to do real estate. The next thing is learn how to delegate. If you don't learn how to delegate and put people in place, like if you're rehabbing, you don't have to be the contractor on every job. Hire you a general contractor. Have him talk to the contractors on your many projects, okay? Why? Because this frees up your time, your energy to go out and do what you might be able to do best, which is finding deals and negotiating deals. Have someone else do the fix up and repair. If you're not good with managing people, hire a property management company. Let them take care of the headaches of screening the people, taking the phone calls at midnight when the plumbing breaks down, having them fix the refrigerators. Have them take care of the day-to-day -day things that you can free yourself up from allowing you to, again, acquire more properties, rinsing and repeating over and over again so that you can continually build out your platform. The next one is not being flexible. Times change, markets change, things happen. Be flexible. Understand that things are not gonna always go one way. One technique that worked one time may not work a second time. Be flexible. Learn how to maneuver in the marketplace. And look, the last thing I'm going to tell you about the mistakes that people make is you have all these people telling you that investing in real estate doesn't work or it's such a hard thing to do. And yet, ask them how many properties they have and you'll be surprised at the answer. Okay? Look, yes, real estate is hard work. It's just like any other business. You get out of it, I should say, exactly what you put into it. And look, sometimes that's not always going to be successful. You, you might make take a loss on a property. But if you do the things that you need to do, you have the right support system around you. You've got the financing resources that you can tap into. If you do things the right way, there's so many people that are there to help you avoid making mistakes than there are that are telling you that it won't work and you can't do it. You can do this, but you have to go in and take the opportunities as they come and learn how to utilize them to your best abilities. So don't let anyone tell you that you can't make it happen in real estate because you can. So now we've been sitting here talking about the mistakes and the opportunities. Let's talk about how to be successful in real estate. Well, that's a pretty easy thing to do. How? Here's how. First, generate leads and prospects, which means get out, make relationships, build a network that you can rely on and you can trust of wholesalers, real estate agents, bird dogs, friends, family, business people, 
people that you can work with that can help you bring it all together and let you know where the opportunities are. The next thing, screen for motivated leads and prospects. There's a difference between wanting to sell your property and needing to sell your property. Big difference. You want to deal with the people that need to sell their properties because they are in a situation where they're willing to talk and they're willing to make a move today, not tomorrow. Next thing, make offers. Yes, right, you heard me, make offers. Not every offer is gonna be accepted and that's okay. But you know what? The more you make offers, it's like a muscle. It gets exercised, it gets used, and it gets bigger, it gets stronger. You get better at it because you learn things that work and things that don't work. So get out there, make offers. Some are gonna get accepted and you're gonna be on your way to doing more and more deals. Some are gonna be rejected. Learn from that and understand why it was rejected. Figure out how to build a better offer the next time around. The next thing is follow-up. I was a salesman for a while and I learned the biggest thing about being in sales is my money was made in the follow-ups. Look, when you talk to a seller for the first time, there may be certain issues that are there that have happened that cause the situation to go south. You guys don't have the right personalities, they clash, the deal might not have had enough money in it, uh, the offer may not have helped the person, the person may not have been in that much of a need at that particular moment in time. That's okay, because follow-up is the key. If you talk to a seller, put them on a drip system, which means you're gonna contact them again in two weeks, in 30 days, in 60 days, whatever it is, because that situation that they have may not have gone away and it's still there. So if you follow up, you might be the only one following up and that person might start now to build a rapport with you. People do business with people they like. Let's just be real. So make sure you're doing your follow up. And lastly, the thing that we're gonna talk about in today's episode is closing deals quickly. The quicker you can close deals, the better off you're going to be. And that puts you in good standing with a lot of people, your investors, the people that you're helping out of situations, you know, the, the, the network that you deal with. Because if you can close deals quickly, which means you can get money quickly, you can put cash in people's hands, you can get them able to move on to the next situation, that helps them tremendously and moves things along. And that's what people want to do. They want to solve situations. And that's what you want to do. You want to be a problem solver so that you can solve things that come up and happen in people's lives. And that makes you a valuable commodity. So this has been Marco Barnes Jr. And this has been Optimized Investors Real Estate Investing. And hey, real estate investing is great stuff. We are here to help you learn the tips, the tricks, the trades, and everything that you need to become successful. If you want more information about how we can help you, definitely visit us at optimizedinvestors.com or you can go to our bookstore at marbarbooks. That's marbarbooks.com, M-A-R-B-A-R-B-O-O-K-S.com. And look, until next week, Stay strong, keep investing, and let's get out there and make that money. Bye, y'all.